you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Oh, Steve and Larson! Don't you dare be sour. Clap for yourselves and feel the power. Yes. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve. Larson. <laughs> hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson, and welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson, one week from tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific, we'll be beginning our 24-hour stream. Wow. We're going to be playing a lot of Rocket League. So if you guys are into Rocket League, that's cross-platform, PC, PS4, and, and Xbox One. Uh, mm -hmm. Try to, you know, we can hop some friendos in for some games. That should be a lot of fun. But Larson and I are looking for win number one, two-on-two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we got a lot of other stuff planned and a lot of stuff unplanned. So... Uh, tonight on SmackDown, uh, I don't know what was the most important thing coming out of it. I guess maybe Bailey's motivation, uh, uh that or Alexa, uh, uh, channeling the spirit of the fiend and dropping Nikki Cross with the sister Abigail during that fatal four way. That was pretty huge. That was pretty neat. Did you see, uh, speaking of Bailey, the only one, one of the reasons I bring her up, did you see like there, uh, apparently Meltzer mentioned that her quarter hour rating last week was like 2.2 or 2.3 million it like was like the largest rated thing on the show wow. by far that's um pretty good i forget what the show or average last week but that's that's a that's a hot hot story going on right now you got that right uh, you got that right but yeah alexa bliss we got a new member of the firefly funhouse mm -hmm. uh and then we got we got more uh bad guy roman which i'll be honest with you the way jay uso was acting it's sort of good guy Roman to me <laughs> because man, I, I I have a thought about that. I'll talk. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later when we get into the Very well. meat of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess just overview. What do you think of SmackDown tonight, man? It was fine. It was it was an all right show. Um, you know, we hit the. Here's another thing worth talking about. You know, you would uh you have deemed Otis a dullard. <sighs> he outsmarted the Miz and Morris. Okay, you know what though. And I'm surprised neither of us have called this. Uh, uh, Fightful. We love Fightful, right? Best. Best. I know I pride myself on being no Steve Domus, in spite of the fact that you have all the gold right now. Uh, however, <laughs> Fightful tweeted out, this is leading to a match over the briefcase, the contract. And that makes all the sense because Miz and Morrison keep they keep on stealing this damn thing. I could now I don't see either of these guys uh, uh, cashing in on Roman or the Fiend, and I don't know where Braun is, but let's say I mean Braun is 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 you know number three on the on the list. That's yeah. a pretty powerful top three. Oh yeah, but John Morrison looks a lot more to me like a Mister Money in the Bank than. Otis does, especially at this point. I guess we can start here. What are the chances that they 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 take this and they they Mr. Kennedy out Otis? It's one of two things. It's that or he tries to cash in on Roman and he gets destroyed. Those yeah. are the two possible outcomes. Yeah. There's zero scenario where he successfully cashes in. Mm -hmm. None. I not agree. The way, not the way he's going right now. Mhm. Mm uh yeah, there's basically no way. It's like 2% botched territory where we'll, he successfully cashes in. We'll get a better feel. Because, I mean, I think you and I both agree. Come uh, Clash, was it Night or Clash? Clash of the Champions. Clash clash of Champions. There's no D in there. Come Clash of the Champions. It's not the, there's no D. 
Jey Uso is going to take the beating of his life. Oh, yes. He's going to take beating of his life, yes. Are they going to... Are they going to heal up Roman so much that it's going to be like, man, you're messed up? Like, there are they going to try to get him... It's like... Because beating the crap out of Jey Uso, to me, is kind of cool. Even beating mm-hmm. the crap out of Otis. At this point, I mean, at this point, do people have sympathy for Otis enough that they're going to care? You know, I think, I think you're, you're a good litmus test on, on the, the public's uh, response to Otis. You've gone from yeah. uh, being apathetic yeah. to liking him. Yeah. Kind of being around to being apathetic again. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, you're, you're at least my litmus test for all that. Mm-hmm. So uh, are they going to care? I don't think so. I think most people assume when he won that, at least I did, when he won that bank briefcase, I was like, oh, this this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. This probably isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Him cashing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought, okay, let's at least see if they're going to try to do something. They have, they've, they, it's, they, they've actually revert, they've gone backwards with him since he's won. They've completely gone backwards. Um, so I don't know that that's kind of interesting. I could see given there that this whole thing is over the briefcase and the contract and Miz said he's going to call in a favor tonight, which if I'm not mistaken, we never found out what that was. Um, I can see this going down. Um, you know, John Morrison for a very brief spell back in his, in his prime well, prime, the guy still is amazing. Um, yeah. was a main eventer. He main evented a uh, triple threat after, after Miz's WrestleMania match against Cena. I think mm-hmm. I think Miz or Morrison was in that. I think that led to Cena yeah. getting the title back. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it was a cage match, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's flirted with the main event scene now. Granted, not since he's been back. Um, but I mean, I could see if they if they really put some creative effort into it, if they want to, they could make Morrison into sort of an AJ Styles level guy. And you and I both oh, see yeah. AJ Styles oh, yeah. as oh, yeah. a Mister Money in the Bank. I mean, you 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 bet on it. Um, so, uh, so I don't know. I, I think that'd be really interesting. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see that. I think to make another main eventer out of a guy like Morrison, who, man, I really like him on the mic these days. Uh, mm-hmm. and I really like him. I mean, he's not spectacular, but he could be funny when he's on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he can still probably do serious and I think he's a hell of a wrestler. He's a lot of fun to watch in the ring. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing that guy as Mr. Money in the bank. That could be kind of yeah, interesting. But he would just get destroyed by Roman too. Uh, yeah, I know, but it would be at least a little bit more interesting if he waits until a lot of the pieces sort of fall into place, because it's obvious that with this Heyman walrus character, that the fiend is still going to be lurking in the shadows for Roman. Yeah, circling the title picture. Here's another thing about the Otis situation is, is, so what would be more humiliating kayfabe wise for Otis to essentially get tricked into putting up his money at the bank contract convinced, let me finish convinced not tricked convinced and uh, essentially end up losing a two-on-one match against Miz and Morrison because that's what it would be mm-hmm. or trying to cash in on Roman and getting annihilated what would be worse for his push the first one the first one absolutely the first one um yeah because uh you, you don't even have a chance I get that you don't have a chance to get Rome against Roman, but you know to get your ass handed to you, people get their ass. John Cena had his ass handed to him by Brock Lesnar. People get their ass handed to them all the time and are totally fine. Well, there's I mean, one John person. John Cena. You, I, I wouldn't use John Cena's example. Someone get his ass handed to him and be perfectly fine because at that juncture he already won 15 world titles. So no, that's fine. But you get my point. You can I get do. your you can get your ass handed to. There isn't. It's not. Buddy, it's not even close here. There is one person who's been tricked into into getting into yeah, a I, money in the I, bank match. I backtracked off the tricked uh, uh, scenario because I don't think the situation. If you get convinced, tricked, if you get convinced into a handicap match for your money in the bank briefcase, no, and it wouldn't be a handicap match. It would be it'd be Otis versus Morrison. But come on, it'll be essentially a two on one affair. If you get convinced into putting up a guaranteed title shot, guess what? You're being tricked. You're being manipulated. Nobody, for no reason whatsoever, for any reason whatsoever, would ever do that. All right. You don't agree? Oh, I don't know. I just, I just posed the question to discuss it. I think getting your ass handed to you, you get, you get a lot more respect for that. It's like, oh, man, 
You just got to be by it, Roman I think it Reigns. depends on the nature of, like, let's say, here's the thing about Mr. Kennedy. It's not, it's not just that he was tricked to putting his briefcase up. He got annihilated. It was the, it was the one-two whammy. Mm-hmm. He had zero chance. Mm-hmm. Now, it was a situation where Otis is, is, is you know, uh, there's something he wants from Miz and Morrison. I don't know what it is. And they just say, okay, we'll give it to you, but you got to put your briefcase up. Yeah, that's a, that's a stupid thing to do on Otis' part, but if what he's getting in return from Miz and Morrison, in his mind, seems like of equal value, then at least for him, that's the deal he probably thinks he can make, or he should make, because he probably feels confident that he can beat one of them in a one-on-one match. But, you know, if you're going to wrestle them one-on-one, it's not going to be a a, a one-on-one match, totally. And if it's a competitive affair and Otis loses only because Miz or Morrison cheat, that's not as bad as getting tricked into it and then getting annihilated. It's not quite as bad as Mr. Kennedy's scenario. The stakes would have to be, and I uh, yeah, didn't mean that yeah. for a, as a pun. We had talked about this before, saving Mandy's job. Saving Something Mandy's like job yeah. or saving Tucker's job it is a completely different situation. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, anyways, uh, let's just hop right into this now that we've talked about a bunch of There was nothing really. There was no like big hook to SmackDown. I thought it was a solid. I, I, I enjoyed tonight's episode. I thought it was pretty solid. Um, hey, before we get to the recap, I, I don't think we did. Excuse me. Uh, shout out new patrons in a while. Oh, okay. Let's see what we got so here. I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that real quick. I got it up already. Uh, okay. Billy Buner, Thank you. Uh, Joe is cool. Thank you. Pat Davis. Thank you very much. Maggie Munoz. Thank you. Uh, Andrew Allen, thank you very much. Uh, Lita Ray Stanley, thank you. Christian Baltimore, thank you very much. Spartan NC and Michael uh, Wagenfer. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Wagenfer? Maybe. My chair is just, I'm just do the whole show like this. <laughs> You're trying to read and sit at the same time, and it's not easy. And then it's just, <laughs> they're sinking. Uh, so anyways, uh, SmackDown kicked off with uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Paul Heyman coming down to the ring. And uh, they had something to get off their chest. Paul Heyman comes down, and he talks about uh, how Jay Uso stepped up he uh, he used a bunch of clever terms. He solved the riddle. He uh, yeah, that was good. Did something to throne the to throne the king. I forgot what he said for Seamus. Yeah, and then something else, Hardy. Uh, no, not Hardy. Who was the other? Oh, he was Seamus. the other guy. Uh, he said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, Seamus. He beat all these guys to emerge as top contender." And he's like, "Allow me now. I have the privilege to introduce that number one contender legally." And I like this. They're selling the family stuff. Legally, he may be his cousin, but he may as well be his blood brother, Jay Uso. And while Jay walks the ring, commentary's talking about the relationship. They're showing pictures of Jay and Roman during their childhood. Um, and then uh, Jay gets to the ring. He says, hey, Paul, got love for you. Uh, you know, our, you have a relationship with my family. Um, and he says, thank you, because uh, now he gets to compete against Roman at Clash of Champions for Universal title. And Heyman goes, hey, hold on. The appreciation should go to Roman. It was his idea. I just implemented it. So then Roman takes the mic and says, hey, you don't need to thank me, Jay. We're family. I'm proud of you. You earned this title shot. No one gave it to you. You earned it. This is your moment. But at Clash, it's not going to be his. It's not going to be your moment. It's going to be mine. And like they were when they were kids, I'm going to whoop your ass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he was he was speaking very methodically I guess you could say it was definitely a different Roman and one that I really liked I like that Paul Heyman wasn't whispering his his promo by the way whisper shouting yes yeah I mean it was definitely a different cadence than it had been with Brock it wasn't the advocate stuff yeah, um, yeah. but I, I really liked it um let me ask you this really quick this is what I was going to mention this before it was just an idea that sprung to my head they are making out they are doing this the way they are presenting Jay to elicit sympathy for when he gets absolutely murdered. However, wouldn't it be kind of cool if he came down with like his full entourage? I know Jimmy probably isn't clear to even come to the uh, ring. Yeah, probably not. I don't know what. Do you remember what his injury was? It was a torn ACL, I think, at Mania. Oh wow. Okay. So that's five months ago. So 
I mean, it's a little early, usually six to eight. If it was the kind of thing where we could walk to the ring, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm when I think of the Usos, I think of their uh, uh, the rap battle they did with the New Day, yeah. and how they, you know, when they get all dolled up and stuff. And but this was almost this was close to face. Uso, I mean, he is a face right now, but back when they were very colorful and they look like action figures and they're kind of mm-hmm. cheesy and corny, that's the Jey Uso that's coming out these days. Yeah. Do you think to make it feel like a bigger fight, they should have him man up a little bit, make, maybe look a little bit more intimidating? Like when he comes out with his brother, he can they can look very yeah. intimidating when they're dressed to the nines and stuff. Yeah, if he yeah. comes out with Naomi and Jimmy... But I think they want him to look more like a chump here to give him a bit more sympathy. Yeah. Well, when he pipes in here and says, hey, you know, we're not kids anymore. We're grown men now. It's different. You know, it it wasn't the most entirely convincing uh, case to be made on his behalf. No, it wasn't. Roman's delivery here was just great because it was like it was almost mean spirited. I'm not going to say it was it it came off as mean spirited, but it it was a little bit. So much what Roman does now is so dispassionate. Yeah, yeah. Like he's so removed from whatever's going on around him. He just, there's like no feeling mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. And he's playing it really well. So anyways, uh, Jay says that. Baron interrupts. Ugh. Says it doesn't take a genius to figure out it was all a setup. Uh, Roman pulled strings to get his hand-picked opponent for Clash. Corbett says, that's nepotism. And it makes me sick. I can't stand people abusing their power. So this brings Seamus out. He says, I hate to say it. I agree with Baron. Whole situation stinks. Uh, last week should have been a triple threat match course after he took out Big E. But strings were pulled and Jay was in the match. How could he prepare on short notice? And Jay says, hold up. You wanted time to prepare? How about you prepare for this? Uh, my cousin and I take on you and Corbin in a tag match tonight. And then uh, Jay starts brawling with Seamus and Corbin. Roman? doesn't nothing move. he doesn't do anything he just stands there and can observes yeah i don't I mean apart from breathing i don't think he moved yeah yeah he just stood there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was pretty great so we go backstage and sammy's in the production truck giving people back there some crap for because they advertise the intercontinental title match and he's back there saying why'd you put the intercontinental title on the graphic I'm Intercontinental Champion. Neither of these people are Intercontinental Champion. And he just starts like pressing buttons on the board <laughs> and it goes to commercial. I thought that was actually kind of clever because they're like, don't touch that. Don't touch that. What does this do? And then it went to commercial. Yeah, it kind of felt like uh, they were poking fun at the retribution stuff. Too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I know. So uh, I bet that, I wonder I wonder if like SmackDown production, SmackDown roster, SmackDown writing staff, they're probably so happy they don't have to deal with retribution. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, during the ring announcements for the match, uh, Sami Zayn interrupts and he's like, no, this match is not for the Intercontinental Championship because I'm the Intercontinental Champion. Scrap Iron comes out with security. Uh, he says, Sammy, it's time to go. You need to get out of here. He's very calm. And Sammy's like, no, this, you, you don't understand. You're going to you got to put me in this. You know, this is they can't they can't have this match. And he's like, no, nope, you need to go. So uh, security kind of leads him away. Uh, and he's like, okay, I'll leave, but you should all be ashamed. Uh, while that's going down, AJ Styles, towards the end of it, cheap shots Jeff Hardy, but mm-hmm. very quickly Hardy hits a twist of fate, misses a swanton. Uh, AJ takes over. After the commercial break, he's still in control. Hardy gets, like, basically a whiff of a whisper of the, uh, whisper in the wind, uh, takes control, but then uh, Sami Zayn ends up attacking uh, AJ Styles, so it de- the match gets DQ'd. Yeah, yeah, AJ was on the apron, set up for phenomenal forum. Sammy pulls him off. And then he tosses AJ into the ring steps, hits Jeff Hardy with a halluva kick. Mm-hmm. This next bit was great. It's in the locker room. Jay Uso is very animated, talking nice soup strategy for this match. It seemed, it seemed like he was talking about hitting a splash, one, two, three. Roman, could, he couldn't have been less interested. He was just talking up a storm. Like, at this point, I'm like, I, it'll be interesting. Okay, let me ask you this. The beatdown at Clash of the Champions is Roman Reigns. Is it going to be worse? Now, I don't know. Do, are there going to be after the bell? Is there going to be an after the bell beatdown? I mean, after the after the match is over. Yeah. He's going to continue to lay into him. I think that's what's really going to take it over the top, man. Worse or not as worse as what Bailey doled out to Sasha. Because right now, that's kind of the benchmark. 
It needs to be worse, and there needs to be blood. There needs to be blood. All right. Good. Needs to be. I think you're right. If there was ever a time when WWE would give someone the green light to bleed, this is that moment. This is, I mean, if you really want to hammer home the point that Herman Reigns is top heel, mm -hmm. he makes his cousin bleed. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. how you do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. So we go back to the arena, and Jeff Hardy is just like rolling out of the ring, uh, kind of walking his way down the ringside area up to the ramp, and then he stumbles and falls on the ramp. Yeah. You know, he took a halluva kick. I'm sure that sucks. He's a mess, dude. He's a mess. So then we go backstage, and uh, Elise, I think is her name, the new interviewer, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she says, uh, I got an update on Jeff Hardy. He was dehydrated. You got you to hydrate, man. You got to drink some you H2O. Do. And then AJ runs in. He interrupts. Says, uh, is, that a shot, about... is that a shot at AEW for All Out? Oh, maybe. That'd be a, a thinly veiled one. <laughs> That'd be a really subtle shot there. Yes. Or not so thinly veiled. Uh, he says, I want to talk the, about the real news. Sami Zayn has to stop. Mm -hmm. Hardy is the Intercontinental Champ because he cheated. Sami disappeared for months. Like, who's the real Intercontinental Champion? That shouldn't be a question. He says, however, that I could beat Sami and Jeff Hardy, and I don't care when or how or what kind of match it is because he'll prove that he's the one and only Intercontinental Champion. This is going to be some sort of ladder match, triple threat type deal, a clash of champions. Oh, the la it's going to be a ladder match, and it's going to be great. It's going to be a ladder match. Up there. It's going to be great. It's going to be, be awesome. Fun. I'm looking forward to that one. After that, we got a recap for the tag title challenge brand invitational thing that's happening on In Your In Your Face Raw. Raw In Your Face. Uh, Cesaro and Nakamura are in the Champions Lounge. Uh, they're interrupted by the Street Profits. It was nice to see them on the blue brand. And uh, yeah. they're there basically to, to scout their match. Cesaro and Nakamura say, hey, just don't break anything while you're in here. And as soon as they leave, Dawkins, channeling his inner Steve, mm, starts shoveling that popcorn to his mouth. Yep. Yep. <laughs> After this, we had a Lucha House Party versus Cesaro Nakamura. But before that match happened, uh, we had a Kalisto promo where he was uh, front and center of uh, Lucha House Party, and he declared himself, I thought this went without saying, to be honest with you, leader of the Lucha House Party. I thought he was always the leader of the Lucha House Me Party. Me too. He's but, the most he's the most highly decorated member. He was the former US champion. Yeah, that's right. He, he was in that whole he? feud with Ryback over that belt. He was an NXT tag champion as well mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. Sin Cara number one. Yes. One of the Sin Caras. Are you thinking or have you frozen? I was thinking for a moment and I realize I'm frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I've had an epiphany, a breakthrough. <laughs> You're like that brain know, meme. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, in the trainer's room before we got to that match, uh, Sammy comes in and mocks Jeff Hardy's, are you sure it's dehydration or something else? And then you sure it, you just need fluids? Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, so Jeff Hardy attacks him. Uh, the uh, Let's see here. Oh, and then the match happens. Yeah, and then uh, Cesaro and Nakamura were like beating the heck out of Lucha House Party for the better part of this match. Um, Street Profits show up on the Tron. They're having a party in the Champions Lounge. Mm -hmm. So Cesaro and Nakamura, they're not even paying attention to the match anymore. They're worried about uh, Street Profits having a party in their lounge. Ford says, hey, you know, we saw that you were throwing it down the ring. We thought we'd throw it down backstage. Uh, I forgot what Dockett says. Mm -hmm. Anyways, this is enough to distract uh, Cesaro. He gets rolled up by Kalisto. Non-title yeah. match, so belts don't change hands. But uh, Cesaro Nakamura going this match with not a lot of momentum. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so after that, we've got... I do appreciate, though, in the Champions Lounge, too. It's like we had a couple of indie talent, and then Matt Riddle and Drew Gulak were there. Mm -hmm. That was funny. Anyways, uh, let's see here. We had, after that, Bailey has arrived, and she has the chair with her. Not just any chair, but the chair. The chair that she used to uh, break Sasha Banks's neck, apparently. That's how they were selling it, anyways. Uh, got an advertisement at that point for In Your Face Raw. Oh, my gosh. It's not even Raw. In your, it's In Your Face Raw. 
But then they say in your face, and then in the background, like uh, kind of echoing in your face. Yeah, there was a lot of in your faces. Oh gosh, it's so bad. Wait, Gable was there too. That's weird. I, I didn't, didn't notice see him. Gable. I know. Actually, I only noticed uh, Gulak. You only noticed him, or you didn't notice him? I only noticed Gulak. Yeah, Riddle was back there. If there's a party, Riddle's gonna be there. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, anyways, uh, so Bailey... Uh, comes out. She opens up that chair. She sits down in it because we all love metaphors. Uh, and I thought, I thought here the audio, like the Thunderdome crowd, because of how they were framing her, like they went on close up for her for on her for a second before they threw to the recap. I was like, wow, for a second, it kind of feels like a crowd. Like I thought the audio really? was actually pretty decent for it. Yeah, I felt at one point they didn't do a very good job of fading in the booze, and there was like an obvious audio jump. <laughs> it was like. Brr. Yeah, so I, was like, <laughs> I was okay with it. I know this is canned. This is canned booze, but you're like really pointing out the fact this is canned. Booze. <laughs> you got to be a little more smooth when writing that fader. I'm just uh, I'm used to Thunderdome at this point. I uh, guess so. So anyway, she points to the Tron. We get a really nicely done recap package, a pretty long one at that. Uh, so anyway, she lays out her motivation for uh, doing what she did. Uh, I kind of like this. She's like, you know, you come back, you follow me around, you see me at the top of my game. You wanted to be two belts banks. She's like, you used me. Do you know how I know you used me? Because I used you. Thanks to her, I won all this stuff. First ever women's Grand Slam. Was it Grand Slam champion? Yeah. Okay, Grand Slam champion. Longest reigning SmackDown women's champion. She said, but after last week, you were completely useless to me. Uh, so she took her out. I thought it was pretty strong. I actually thought this could have gone longer. I thought this promo could have gone longer. I know. Me too. A bit Me beefier, too. maybe. Yeah, and so uh, she starts making her way up the ramp. Uh, Nikki Cross comes down for the Fatal 4 match for number one contender to Bailey's title, which is happening next. Uh, they kind of get into a little bit. Bailey blasts her with the chair, go to commercial, we come back. Uh, trainers and Alexa Bliss are ringside, uh, making sure Nikki's okay. Trainers say, oh yeah, I think she could wrestle. And <laughs> she was allowed to wrestle. Another shot at AEW. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> everything is gonna be a shot at AW. Anyways, uh, I really enjoyed this match, man. I thought there was a lot of fun. Um, Alexa going like, I did she like the ring gear is like from two years ago, right? Does she she doesn't usually like she changed her ring gear for a while, didn't she? When mm-hmm. she started tagging with Nikki. Um, 
So she's back in sort of her Harley Quinn thing, which might be apropos if she starts becoming that sort of role to the Fiend's Joker, if you will. Uh, but anyways, Nikki, Alexa, and Lacey are all selling Tamina's power in this match. Uh, on the outside, Alexa starts zoning out, which is funny because she was right next to Michael Cole when he said, there's no hint of her uh, being affected by the Fiend tonight. And all of a sudden she was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be doing that. Starts doing this, and Nikki's like, hey, what's going on? What's your problem? And then uh, she hits a sister Abigail on Nikki on the outside. That takes Nikki out for a while. That was after helping Nikki out, too, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, like, because, like, Nikki, like, basically uh, whips Alexa uh, towards the ropes to have her do, like, a baseball slide into uh, yeah, yeah. Tamina or Lacey, one of them. Yeah, yeah, it's both of them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then uh, and then Nikki falls with a crossbody, a fun splash off the apron. Mm-hmm. And that's when Bliss kind of zones out sister abigail on the floor and then during the commercial we see or following the commercial sorry they they go back uh and during the commercial break alexa bliss walked out on the map so now it's a triple threat match she's gone she's gone uh so lacy gets the advantage hits a moonsault nikki finally comes to after the sister abigail to, she sold it for a long time she broke up that pin lacy ends up hitting a woman's right on tamina misses one on nikki Nikki ends up hitting a draping swing, draping swing, neckbreaker on Lacey, then got the roll up on Tamina after dodging a super kick from her. Uh, mm-hmm. Really so good finish. Gets, it was, yeah. So she faces Bailey at Clash, and I think the odds of her winning are probably pretty good, especially if Soft Spanks come back just to potentially cost Bailey that title. I would pop so hard for that. I have, I'll have to, I'll have to see what the next couple weeks of SmackDown look like. Mm-hmm. But because I was a little bit surprised that they put, they really like Nikki. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So this is so she'll have a good match at, at Clash. Um, it depends on how long they're going to have Sasha Banks sell that beatdown. That was a Obviously. pretty vicious beatdown. It was. It was. And it, but if it was anybody else in this match, I'd think, oh, Bailey's going to win. Yeah. Her and her and Bailey and Nikki had an extended feud mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Extended. Yeah. So I would be really surprised if they had Nikki in this match again. And have her lose again clean. Mm-hmm. Now, if Alexa comes out and costs Nikki the match, that's something else entirely. Mm-hmm. If Nikki crosses losing this match, it's not going to be a clean loss. No, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, I just think that title is going to be. Th- this. Th- she's Bailey's not going to lose that title until it, it's, it, it's Sasha. That's what I'm thinking. I think that it makes a lot more that's, sense for Alexa to do a thing with Nikki. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, regardless if Nikki wins the match or not, that that is going to happen. Uh, Nikki and Alexa. Um, yeah. I just, I just wonder too if if they think this, you know, we don't want to tie up. Like they they think if they think that Sasha interfering and costing Bailey the title would get generate more heat for that feud as opposed to waiting till mania or whenever they have their blow off um for sasha to finally beat her and take that belt off her you know yeah i don't like know they we... think they think if they think oh we can do we can do more creatively overall if we move the belt on to somebody else and just focus on sasha and bailey uh, uh just the issues between them outside of the belt they definitely exist they could they could definitely exist above the title but I do like the idea for now of just making the title like be so. I mean, that the entire thing has been about gold. It has been, but if it, I, yeah, and maybe Sasha would think, well, no one's going to take that belt off Bailey other than me. But then at the same time, if Sasha's mo is, all right, I'm going to bit by bit chip away at Bailey and 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 ruin her. First step is making sure she that she loses that title. Mm-hmm. And if she's in no position, Sasha's no position to do that. Maybe she thinks uh, uh, just being involved in Bailey losing it uh, might be enough to, to to start that process. I don't know. I could see it either way. I'd pop big yeah. if Nikki won that title. I'll tell oh, you. Oh hell what. yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, so then we had uh, what seems to be clearly is Carmella uh, wearing a new fur coat. Hopefully it's faux. Oh fur. yeah, it's totally Carmella uh, wearing a nice little dress and wearing some high heels. They did everything but show her face. Basically, um, mm-hmm. so it seemed something I seemed like it was Carmella. Oh, 100 percent. It's 100 percent Carmella. Yeah. Uh, so uh, after that, we had uh, uh, John Morrison versus Otis. Uh, mm-hmm. Miz was on commentary complaining that Otis hasn't uh, gone through the same battles as uh, people like him and Morrison and other uh, 
uh, for example, Money in the Bank. He's like, yeah, I've, I've main evented pay-per-views. He should just say, I main evented WrestleMania. Like, come on, don't just say pay-per-views. All sorts of people have main evented pay-per-views. That guy main evented WrestleMania. Yeah, it's not a finally member of WrestleMania, though. Um, so, uh, <laughs> hey, dude, you know, I don't care if I main evented the worst WrestleMania of all time, which is what? Probably, in our opinion, it's probably nine, right? Nine is horrendous. Nine is really bad. Nine is bad. Yeah. Uh, so Otis no-sells some kicks from Morrison, hits an exploder, power slam. Miz gets on the apron to distract him. Uh, Tucky comes around, starts chasing Miz off. Uh, Otis charges Morrison. Morrison evades, sends Otis into the turnbuckle. Uh, and then uh, Morrison tosses the Money in the Bank lunchbox to Miz. Mm. He goes running up the, the ramp. Uh, Morrison, really impressed with his handiwork, is laughing. <laughs> Meanwhile, Otis splashes Morrison in the corner. Caterpillar, Vader bomb. He wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a brief little bit about Big E. He's got lacerations and bruised ribs. Xavier Woods on Talking Smack, I guess that's on tomorrow morning, is going to give a more in-depth update on his condition. They don't do Talking Smack right after SmackDown now? No, because 205's on. Uh, that's right. That makes sense. Uh, then we get Heavy Machinery backstage. And so Tucky, he's been back there looking for Miz and Morrison. He says, I can't find him. And it's it more or less saying, it's all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Miz may have a lunchbox. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't have struggles to get the briefcase open. <laughs> this lunchbox is another lunchbox inside the briefcase that has contract, but that lunchbox had opened and the, and the contract had spilled out of it. So it was just floating around the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, yeah, Morrison they, and Miz, they have the lunchbox. Thinking there's a contract in there. Miz starts talking about how he was like, here's the thing. Because Morrison was like, you know, this thing is not transferable, right? And he was like, yeah, but listen, talk to my lawyer. And he said that, you know, you just got to look at the contract and see if there's a clause in there. There's a loop, a loophole in there. And he's like, there's a loophole for everything. Yeah, there's a loophole for everything. And uh, then he opens up the lunchbox. You're frozen again, by the way. Opens up the lunchbox, and there's an apple, an eaten apple core in there, which is hugely against Otis's character, but apparently he likes apples. Who doesn't? True. Anyways, uh, after that, we had uh, Firefly Funhouse, where they were set to unveil a brand new character. And they did, but it wasn't the one that Bray was expecting. This is one of the more bizarre episodes yet. (laughs) And I don't mean that as a a slight. Um, No, this was Wobbly Walrus is my new favorite. It was pretty good. So anytime you get uh, Devil Vince, it's going to be good. So uh, Bray says, before the fun begins, I need to get something off my chest. Thanks to Roman, something very special is missing from the funhouse. But it's okay, because everybody experiences loss. And that can help define who you are as a person. And he says, now it's time for fun. He says, in this box over here, it's like a hat box, like a round mm-hmm. hat box type thing, is the newest member of the Fun House who will be an inspiration to all us fa- Fireflies. He's overcome so much to make it this far. It's uh, Pascali, the persevering parrot. Mm-hmm. He opens the box. No parrot comes out. And Bray's like, come on, Pascali, come out, say something inspirational. Come on, inspire us. He looks in the box and he freaks out and they cut away for a second uh, to a card. They come back. Rambling Rabbit says, oh, uh, Parrot must have flew the coop. And Bray says, well, I I guess I should have cut some holes in the box. (laughs) Oh, well, the Parrot is dead. (laughs) Yeah. This brings Devil Vince. He comes into the door. He says, ask uh, what is going on in my house. (laughs) Yeah. He says, uh, he tells Bray, you very much lost everything including my trust you can't handle the fun house on your own vince says you got to cooperate or you're fired and then vince welcomes a new special advisor to the firefly fun house it's wobbly walrus (laughs) it's basically paul Heyman is a walrus puppet with really creepy realistic looking eyeballs that just sort of hover in the eye slots of the puppet it is messed up (laughs) <laughs> and there's like some weird like walrus noise in the cadence of Paul Heyman's promos that they have perfect perfectly down. It's so messed up and then Vince says, "This is such good shit." Yeah, and Bray says, "Oh no." <laughs> dot 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 to be continued. Yeah, to be continued. This is great, man. It's going to be really weird. Because right now what Heyman and Roman are doing are so far different 
Like Braun, oh, yeah. Braun's story with Bray was a natural fit. It really was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roman's story with Bray, what they're doing with Roman. And it's funny, somebody mentioned this earlier. Somebody said, ah, uh, I Z in chat said the Jay Uso match with Roman should be like Cena versus Lesnar. How it's just a devastation from bell to bell. That, but with blood. Right. Roman Reigns, it will be very interesting to see if Roman Reigns adopts any of Brock's moves or intensity. Even if it's yeah. like if he spiritually becomes the new Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Little little homage to, to Brock Lesnar. It'll be interesting to see if they go there. And it would be, too, if, if it wasn't all at once. Yeah. Week in, week out. A little bit of something. A little bit here and there, right? A little bit. Like in one week his, his face becomes purple five minutes into the match. Jimmy John's on his shorts. Yes, all that. There you go. Someone mentioned that in chat earlier. I, Jimmy John's on his shorts. I couldn't see. It's hard for me to envision what a fiend Lesnar match would be like. And I, I get the I get the idea that if they're going in that direction with Roman, it's gonna be really hard to envision what a fiend Roman match would look like. So I could be wrong about this because Roman was only in the main event for a very brief time. So in the opening segment, he had his sweats essentially on mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. It looked like he was wearing the same pants for his match. Uh, he was not wearing. I, I didn't think he was wearing his usual cargo military style pants for to, the match tonight. Yes. So I'd like somebody in chat to figure this out because I thought he was wearing cargo pants. I know, obviously, he was wearing sweats for his promo. Yeah, but I thought he was wearing cargo. CFWW.com. Yeah, I'll see if they have the, the the stills up yet. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of curious. I mean, it would be a really, it's going to be a really weird thing to approach. Uh, uh, the the Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman and do the Fiend stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, if 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 Bray Wyatt and Paul Heyman. Uh, let's see here. Isalda says he was wearing pants and boots. That's what I thought it was. He had boots on, but I didn't think he was wearing. Okay, here, here's. here's Maggie says it was sweats. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was sweats. Okay, so it was sweats and boots. He had the boots on, but I think he had the sweats on. Uh huh. Is it's, that it's, dude it's, gonna it, do a match without a shirt at some point? Man, he's got he's got. Oh, he's, he's jacked. Got, he's got beef. He is jacked. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, did you make it to the main event yet? Uh, no, that's next. Uh, we got Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Really, it was Jey Uso versus uh, Baron Corbin and Sheamus. So uh, Corbin and Sheamus are out first. Jey Uso comes out, and uh, Sheamus rushes him. He's he evades. He beats up Corbin a little bit. Gets in there. No sign of Roman Reigns. Jey Uso basically starts taking both these guys out all on his own um, to the point where he gets. Uh, he basically takes care of Corbin on the outside. He's able to get Sheamus down for a splash. Mm-hmm. Uh, shortly before that, Roman's music plays. Roman saunters on down. Uh, and right as Jay goes up for a splash to finish this match off in pretty impressive fashion, Roman Reigns. It was the, the lightest, like, formality of a, of a tag. Oh, so Jay hits the splash. This is my favorite part. So Roman gets the ring. He's just doing this. Mm-hmm. Telling Jay to get out, and the ref, the ref has to tell because Jay didn't even realize there was a tag. The ref is like, "He tagged. You're not the legal man. Get out of here." And then he looks. Roman does this, and then so Jay Uso gets out. Roman Reigns waits for uh, Sheamus to get up, delivers a spear, and that's it for three. Yeah, and then, I love this bit on the ramp. This so was he, great. He he comes out of the ring, and Jay is sort of on the ground, and Roman does the bare minimum to just pick up Jay. Which at this point is obligatory simply because he's family, but that's mm-hmm. all he's going to give him. They mm-hmm. go up to the ramp. Jay settles up next to Roman. He takes Roman's hand. Well, f- first, Heyman presents Roman with the universe. Yeah, title. yeah, he does. Yeah. And so th- then Jay walks up to him after Roman gets the belt and stands next to him. And Roman already seems like, what the heck is this guy doing here? And then Jay has the temerity. To grab Roman's wrist and raise his hand, mm-hmm. and man, if if looks could kill, oh yeah, Jay Uso was a dead man. And you just want Jay, and Jay doesn't know this because Jay still thinks 
oh, this is this is Oos. This is my cousin. This is my guy. This is like my brother. But he doesn't see what we see. And so you just want Jay to look at that title and maybe give Roman a sucker punch, but it ain't going to happen. He's going to get murdered. He thinks this is good-natured competition between cousins. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for Jay to show what he's got. That's how yep. Jay is looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman is realizing, I could beat the heck out of this guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this is, yeah, Roman. I mean, the only question is, is Roman going to be laughing while he does it? Is he going to be smiling while he does it? He should be completely dispassionate the entire time. Oh, I'd like there to be a little bit of satisfaction out of this. I'd like there to be bit. a little bit of satisfaction. Bare minimum. Everything about Roman is, is the bare minimum now, and I love uh, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like if Orange Cassidy wasn't played for laughs. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. You're exactly right. You got it. It's a serious... Is, this, is Roman Reigns a shot at AEW? And are know. they it's doing like Roman- orange? They're doing Orange Cassidy. That tag in was an Orange Cassidy tag. This was Orange Cassidy. Yes, Orange Cassidy played serious. And here's oh, the other thing. Oh man, you cracked it. Jay Uso is the Young Bucks to Roman's <laughs> Hangman Page. He, he just doesn't get it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Roman is Orange Cassidy, but done right. WWE's like, oh, you guys want to see guy who doesn't give a shit? Okay, we could do that. He does this. Well, guess what Roman does. <laughs> It'd be great if Roman does this. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does this. Oh, that's good. I'm putting this one on Twitter. That's great. Anyways, let's answer some questions. I got a Patreon sure. thread up here. I got some on Twitch here. Uh, Owen asks, and kayfabe, if Sami Zayn believes he is the real champion, why is he upset someone else is defending it? Means he doesn't, I guess, doesn't have to. It's because he's upset because the powers that be don't recognize him mm-hmm. as the Intercontinental Champion. It's one thing to think you're champion, but if you're not recognized um, as Universal Champion by the powers that be, doesn't really mean much. Mm-hmm. Because he's not given the respect he feels he deserves as a true one Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Um, Nemo says, what's the over-under on shows in a row starting with Roman's theme song? We're at two now. We're at two. Six. It's gonna be a lot. It, the only the only other person that it that might open it would be Bailey. That's the only other person. We're but gonna they, get a lot of Roman. But, but she opened the realize. second hour. I think they wanted to yeah. make sure there was no second hour drop. I th- I think they realize they're playing against expectations. They they assume oh if Roman opens the show people are so tuned to feeling like Roman shoved down their throats mm-hmm. starting the show, for example. Mm-hmm. That uh, is going to be a Pavlovian response. Roman comes out, he's going to get heat. Mm-hmm. That's my take on it, at least. Yeah. Uh, Saldez, is this going to be one of those things where Sleepy Roman is going to beat the Usos and they're going to become a stable? I hope not. I hope I he beats hope up not. the Usos and, and Jade uh, is off TV until Jimmy can come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they should be any and any potential partner for Roman should be considered. He's so wonderfully dismissive, mm-hmm. and that's how he should be. Anybody mm-hmm. that tries to help him is just dead weight. Mm-hmm. Like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. No, you're not on my level. Nobody is. He should act like it. That's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here, uh, Dan Barber. If Jeff could handle it, his storyline with AJ and Sammy should end in a ladder match with both titles hanging above the ring. Do you agree? Yep. Yes, I agree. Hundred yep. percent. Shane's mm-hmm. birthday tweet. When are we getting Roman in the heel suit? Don't want it. Sweats, t-shirt. I think the sweats t-shirt combo is great. I just think for matches he should. Well, maybe not. I don't know. We just wear the t-shirt, I guess. Like you said, it's like us in the. It's like at least me in the pandemic. He's doing as little as possible. Mm-hmm, yeah, he's treating every match like like Kenny does a house show match. Mm-hmm. Where's the shirt? Exactly. Uh, Dwayne Nix is back with a question. Ooh, says uh, even though Jeff Hardy is the IC champ, do you see Vince putting the Universal and or WWE strap on him one more time before he retires or leaves WWE? No, I think that I think those two titles are actually really they're rarefied air right now. Not you can't. I mean, even AJ Styles is down to the Intercontinental level. Um, yeah. I mean, he's the only other guy I can think of that could. I mean, unless they do what I said earlier and build up Morrison. Um, I don't know if they'd have him win the title, but if and when the Fiend gets it back, 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. A feud between Fiend and Jeff Hardy could be really interesting. That could be fun. I just really wonder. I don't. I mean, the way they're booking Roman right now, man. I don't know who his first legitimate contender is going to be. I mean, I guess it's going to be The Fiend, but I don't know if Roman... I don't know if they're going to... I don't know. It's no, probably going to be Brock down the line, dude. You're probably right. You're yeah. probably right a week ago. Like, this is going to be just a way to get Brock... Either Heyman's going to turn on him with Brock, or I don't know what. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stu is gnarly. Thank you for the sub. Uh, dang MQ, why doesn't Seamus wrestle in the clothes he cut the promo with? That would be great, including the heavy coat. Seamus was coat. Seamus was whispering tonight. Also, he was he was soft talking tonight. Yeah, I know. Maybe because weird. there's not a crowd there, people don't know exactly their They're, own yeah. volume when doing promos. They don't know what how to conduct themselves. They're thrown off. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Wolf Pack for life. What would be the worst moves in the upcoming draft? Sending Sasha to Raw <laughs> and keeping Bailey for some reason just ending this now with well, a draft split. Last week, I think, brought up uh, that situation happening so that you can keep them apart until Sasha wins the Rumble, challenges Bailey for the title at Mania. Yeah, if okay, if it played into the story, then sure, that, that would be cool. Uh, Tony V, it's confirmed Hardy doesn't drink water when he wrestles. His pee was orange when they did the pee test. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that when she mentioned dehydration. That's right. Long-term storytelling. Boo Boo Reload has something similar. Dude, this is true long. You know, SmackDown's been pretty good lately. Long-term storytelling. They got it down, man. They got it down. Uh, let's see here. Rain Trigger. Once the world opens up again, what would you guys think of WWE taping a Raw or SmackDown in Mexico City or Tokyo? That'd be cool. I'd be down for yeah, that. Cool. That'd be really cool. Sell out the Tokyo Dome. Uh, oh, wow. This is a great question. Alex Foster, if you guys barged into the production truck, what would you ask the people to do? Just ask for like a tour. Like, hey, what's this? What's this? A bunch of cool stuff you have here. You want to show me around. I would. Oh, that's easy. I just hmm. have them air an episode of Going In Raw. Oh, there you go. We need the promotion. Nirvana fan. Hey, friend, I was hoping you could just remind everybody that September is International Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And to lighten the mood, I thought of something that you guys could do for the 24-7 stream, a deep fake contest. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm down to look at some deep fakes. I'm down for that. Have people send us them or we just make them. Maybe. Them up. Ooh, mm. How about this? Yeah. Maybe. I'll just put this out there. It's like kayfabe corner, but a little different. Um, if people can find some moments in wrestling that are like deep cuts and deep fake someone into it, and it's good enough, they think it could fool us. Wow, that's a, that's a way. that's a cool idea. So the app is called Reface. Mm-hmm. You can get it. On, I know you can get it on iOS, probably Android as well. Um, that's a cool idea. Is this real or deep fake? That's good. I like it. Yep, it's a good idea. Yep. Church Jackson. <clears throat> uh... All right, Steve, fantasy book, a storyline where the Usos use twin magic to win the strap. (laughs) And then he's asking you to fantasy book a storyline where one Us turns on the other to be Roman's right-hand man. I like the twin magic thing. 
Yeah, twin magic's always fun. You know, here's how they do it, though. Roman thinks he has it figured out that they're using twin magic, but then there was a long, unknown third Uso who looks exactly like them as well, and, and they like use... a finger poke a doob situation. <laughs> yeah, it's the third Uso, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that, and everybody thinks it's Jimmy that's joining up with Roman. It's the long-lost brother. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. See, we just combined them together. Uh, Gareth, looking ahead at Survivor Series, should Roman yeah, come at the very Maggie end? Says, Maggie says, yeah, so the other guy in the childhood picture, who was the fourth man, brother? Who was that guy? <laughs> uh, looking ahead to Survivor Series, should Roman come at the very end, or the very last minute, secure the win for Team SmackDown? <laughs> well, whatever he does, it should be with the least amount of enthusiasm amount of effort. and effort. Yep. Yep. Um... Oh, interesting. Dang MQ says, so Teal Piper posted on Instagram photos of her training in the ring with Ronda Rousey. Does That's this cool. indicate a Rousey return soon? Rousey versus Oscar WrestleMania. I could see it. I could That'd see be cool. it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Sleazy Mo, the Bailey Sasha storyline is foolproof. That being said, what are some ways you could see WWE messing this up? They have like one match on SmackDown. They break them up during the draft. We they never they will cross paths for five years. One match on SmackDown. That's perfect. That's that good. ends an in interference or something like that. Yeah, you know? it's yeah, it's a it's a it's a wonk finish. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Maggie says so. After tonight's Firefly Funhouse, I'm a little confused by all the new character introductions. I enjoyed the heck out of it, but I kind of feel like they're still unsure how to write Alexa into it completely. Granted, her sister Abigail was smooth and awesome, and I loved it. It was really good. It was a really good sister, mm-hmm. Abigail. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they have a clear path for her and Bray. Is that just me? What do you guys think? I would suggest this. Everything Bray has done so far has been, I think, under Bray's direction. So if they just tasked him with, hey, you've got sister, Ab- you've got uh, Alexa Bliss now. If, if he's in charge of what she's doing creatively, then I, I, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. If it is simply, hey, uh, Alexa, you have been affected by him. Uh, you're going to have a thing with Nikki, and you're not really going to deal with Bray at all. That's kind of bunk. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of like stealing somebody else's story for your own shit. And then, I mean, it might be good, but I'm not giving it the benefit of the doubt. You know, I just, I feel, I hope this is something they're taking their time with. Yeah. Week. In week out, they'll, uh, you know, add new layers to the story before they, uh, you know, maybe that's because they don't know exactly how to approach it totally quite yet. Or maybe they do and they're just really taking their time. I appreciate this. They just didn't rush and had it, have it happen like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're taking their time. Um, and I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, mm-hmm. Diehard Homer, Naomi pinned Bailey clean weeks ago and hasn't gotten a shot. She wasn't even in the match tonight. What's the deal? I don't know what the deal is. Naomi should have been in that match tonight. I agree. I'm hoping that because Clash of Champions is, I mean, let's face it, a B-level pay-per-view, that they're going to save her. Because I agree with I agree with that. They're going to save her for, I mean, yeah, they could have put her in that match tonight and still have her eat a protected loss. I mean, she just wouldn't take the pin. Um to give her some like screen time, but I'm hoping they're just protecting her uh, so that she has like a real feud against Bailey coming up that might last a couple months or something. I don't know. Uh, Ryan Rubik's Cube. Jeff Hardy said he wants to bring Willow to WB. Willow versus Fiend. <laughs> yeah. Give me Itchweed. Itchweed. Uh, Yame World. Uh, Matt Riddle has been outspoken about fighting Goldberg and Brock with a little better push. Can he genuinely be a serious contender to Roman since he's the new Brock? Maybe in a stoner versus stoner match. I think he can be built to that level, but for whatever reason you want to speculate on, he has been relegated to being in the champion's lounge, but not a champion. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's with Drew Gulak, seemingly. Um, yeah, they even they had him beat Corbin 
And then Corbin was mixing it up in the main event scene tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's a bad guy, but still. Yeah. Hopefully he'll insert himself in the, in the Intercontinental Championship scene once this stuff is yeah, taken maybe. care of. Especially if it gets back on AJ. I mean, it could, but he had a spectacular debut. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah. Uh, White Brownie, if Bailey is still champion come Survivor Series, who goes over Oscar, EO, or Bailey? Not Bailey. Sasha interference will keep Bailey from winning that one. Sasha, EO, or I'm sorry, Bailey, EO, or Oscar. Or Oscar. I would think, I, here's how I would probably do it. From now until the Rumble, maybe. From now until Sasha winning the Rumble. And then I guess to Mania. <clears throat> Sasha's out until the Rumble. Boy, that's a long mm-hmm. time. That's too long. She's a big deal. Can't do that. I don't know. I don't know. I think Bailey should win, 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 win. Bailey should win. And then when Sasha comes back, then whatever. But, like, she shouldn't lose anything for at least a while. I just don't know how long to keep Sasha out for. Here's the thing. I don't know if Bailey should win, 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 win. I agree with you. She shouldn't lose anything, though. Like, uh, essentially, if she's worried about losing the match, she just gets herself DQ'd. But make it a story thing and make it, like, overt. Where this is her strategy. Oh, I can't win this? Guess what? I'm just going to cheat. You know, I get the feeling. I just have the feeling. Given what we saw in the tag. People are still talking about that tag match last week. Before the beatdown. It was so damn good. It was awesome. I get the feeling that her and Sasha are probably being given a lot of creative leeway. Yes. Yes. To write their own story. 100%. So... I'm just looking forward to whatever it is, man. I mean, totally. dude, if if they're bringing in these ratings, they better be given some, you know. Yeah, some creative input. That's agreed. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to do something in Vermilion to bring bring up a couple matches that are been announced for In Your Face Raw. Uh, it's been announced that Drew versus Keith Lee is happening. I'm just trying to do something. Ask Randy Orton interference. One hundred. Oh yeah, all the confidence points on that. Vermillion says uh, Dominic Mysterio versus Seth at a steel cage match. That should be fun. Mm-hmm. Dominic is totally, totally jumping off that cage. Uh, apparently, there's some questions in Discord, Steve. I'm here right now. And Shive says uh, SmackDown clearly has long term plans in place, but do they have any short term plans? We're getting Bailey versus Nikki Cross again, Reigns versus Jey Uso. It feels like they don't know what to do. I kind of disagree with that. I kind of feel like they're. Actually plotting a... It, it's bizarre. Feels like, at least for the main stories, they have a course plotted and they're hitting the beats that they want to hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, yeah, I in that, I maybe in that respect, that report that Raw is, is a mess, because I, I don't feel the same thing about Raw. Sometimes there are beats that sound right, like the Mysterio family beating up Buddy Murphy. That, that seemed okay. But like I feel like their beats... Like, I don't feel like... Keith Lee showing up and interrupting Randy Orton was a planned beat two months ago. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't get that feeling. I feel mm-hmm. like, hey, we're going to debut Keith Lee. He's great. How do you want to do it? Well, let's have him interrupting Randy Orton. That seemed like a bit of a detour. Yeah, so much of, especially, yeah, it did. Uh, so much of Raw feels like hastily put together. It does, yeah. At times, reactionary, knee-jerk moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't get good or bad. You don't get that sense of SmackDown, you know? Yeah. Every once in a while. And when it is, it's blatantly obvious. You know what I mean? Cause usually SmackDown's on a pretty, like these days, SmackDown's on a pretty steady course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schnauzer asks, who is Ms. Calling a favor into? Was it MJF's lawyer? <laughs> Mark Sterling. Well, for Ms. Uh, uh, hope for Ms. It wasn't because, uh, that lawyer didn't do a very good job with the contract side. No, he didn't. He didn't know about page 17. Nope. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we talked about that. Um, Steve Winter says, episodes like this show how skinny the roster is, like physically, or how thin 
it is, not physically. Why don't like they use? Depth, I, I, I think he I means like, like it. Up. He says, "Why don't they use NXT in their cross-brand invitationals?" I don't know. I thought the episode was fine to be honest with you. And yeah. they had roster members to spare. You had uh, Matt Riddle back there. You got some new fancy Gulak lady showing Gable. up. Yeah, Gulak Gable. Yeah. Well, it's Carmella. It's Carmella. Some people have said. I just remember this, and I had seen people say this before. Uh, Eva Marie. Yeah, it's totally Carmella though. It's totally Carmella. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, Alex Foster says, even if not at Clash, could you guys see Jey Uso as main eventer material? And a tag team, yeah. As as the Usos, them and the New Day should have tag teamed a pay-per-view or two. Or main evented, yeah. Not a singles yeah. guy. God, not a singles guy. Not a chance. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, that's all I got on Discord. Oh, that's a big teepee yawn right there. Yeah, man. I had a glass of wine with dinner with my pizza. Oh, wow. How are you not asleep already? I ask, I'm asking myself that question right now. <laughs> well, let's get you to bed. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.